Welcome everybody to Say What Needs Saying. I'm Zach. And I'm Brandon. And today we are talking about whatever the hell happened at the U.S. Capitol. The riots, the storming of the Capitol building, and everything with it. Yeah, it's it's nuts. It's borderline unbelievable. It's just almost like I heard it. I was working in the OR and I heard the vibrations on my phone. I was like, what could be blowing up my phone like that? Everyone's like, yo, check out what's happening in the Capitol. I'm like, nothing could be happening. That's the United States Capitol. If anything, the people, the citizens there will shoot the shit out of you if something happened. But no, there are people climbing on the walls. And I was like, oh, no, is this another protest gone wrong? And I heard someone got shot. And I'm like, oh, no. Now we know that person died. And some people are like, I don't care. And I'm like, oh, damn. It's rough, though. It's, it's, it's rough to see America not embrace Americans doing this treasonous act if we're, if we're being as black and white as possible. Yeah, dude, it's so surreal. I mean, I I didn't even know what was going on when I was at work. I had no idea until our Discord server started popping off and people started posting. But yeah, it's it's crazy. It's surreal. And the reaction to it and the outrage and everything from both sides is equally troubling. And there's so many different perspectives. And there are people that are calling people patriots, people calling people domestic terrorists, and like everything in between. So yeah, we we absolutely had to do an episode on this. I mean, it was mandatory. And I think it sparked so much reaction from not the right people that it's making it as evident as humanly possible that there's naturally a discord and almost like a disconnect in how things are treated within this country and how what a criminal looks like or what a, a terrorist looks like or what a heathens and looters look like or what does a riot look like you know now these words are changing the vocabularies you know webster doesn't know what the fuck to do for 2021 they're like oh no we thought we had to deal with things in 2017 2021 has a new definition of who can perform treasonous acts who is to blame and um well shit, that's enough that i said we got so many people in the chat if anybody wants to go ahead, you can raise your hand. Uh, Zach will unmute you, or uh, you could throw it in the actual Zoom chat. Or if you're on live on Facebook, shoot us a question. What are your What are your initial thoughts? Yeah, definitely. Let us know. We're currently on Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook. If you're listening to us on any of those, let us know in the comments. We've got the chat pulled up as well as the Zoom chat. Um, we do have a lot of people in here, so I know there's probably some people that are new to the show. Um, so brief intro to how the things work. Like Brandon said, if you raise your hand on Zoom, I can unmute you and you can talk verbally. If you don't feel comfortable talking verbally, then feel free to drop any comments in the chat as well. Um, we do have one hand up and one comment. So the comment just says, I am so, so, so sad. And yeah, I think that, that, that a lot of people can empathize with that feeling right now. Uh, I'm going to turn it over to Red from Red's Ramblings. He's got his hand up to talk. Well, you know, I, you know, I've been talking with you guys throughout the Discord since all this shit happened. And for one, I, I was at home when it started. And as soon as people start posting shit, I, I got on my computer and was like, "Yo, what the fuck is this shit?" Um, and yeah, I'll, I'll try not to cuss so you don't have a lot of bleeping to do, Zach. But no bleeps. Appreciate it, but, <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> but yeah, like, like I think majority, and I mentioned numerous majority of us were like, "What the hell's going on?" Like no, no matter if you're if you believe Trump and whatever, that's too damn far. Right. That is too far. No matter who you are, if you in any country, in any sense, mm -hmm. decide you're going to storm the Capitol, the federal, like like they said, the most supposed to be one of the most secure spots in this entire damn country. 
you're going to storm it. And they're still going to, the headlines are going to read protesters. Yeah, that's how you protest? We're allowed to protest like, in that manner? Like, excuse me, fuck that. Like, come on now. That is straight bullshit that that's labeled protesting still. And let's be honest, I'm white guy. I got no reason, no problem calling out. It's a bunch of fucking white people. And so it's labeled as still protesting. And you're breaking into the Capitol building, breaking through windows, stealing. You're sitting in senators' desks for photo ops. They stole Nancy Pelosi's mail. Like it's a fucking game. Yeah. Like this is this is one of the, the biggest country in the world. And you're, you're acting like it's a damn joke for publicity. And because you're savior, you lost, dude. You freaking lost. No, there is no evidence. No, nothing. You fucking lost and you're acting like a child out there and you're co- you're called a protester. And I think somebody in the discord said that it was like 15 arrests out of all those people, all the people that are clearly on camera. They were getting interviewed while in there. Yeah. Look at that. How, <laughs> how the f- does that happen? Oh, and we did have f- someone granted, update yeah. saying that it's 53 now. 53, 53 and arrests. And, yes. That. Yeah. That that's and hell, I, I don't see how I'm sure that number is going to climb more and more, but right, that is insane. And like I've spoken to you guys, I, I speak to people from around the world, and I've asked them, what is your news station saying? What what is India telling you? What is you know? I got people from Poland. What are what are your people saying? And they're all in shock. They're like, yeah. what the hell is happening to America right now? What the <sighs> hell is going on? And the thing is, I everyone says, you know, this is the this is the 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 climax. This is the this is the epilogue to all the stuff that happened in 2020. No, 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 no. I think this is the beginning. This is very much so the beginning of. I, listen, I'm not I am not excited to see what's going to happen on inauguration day. But before we continue, are we going to address some of the comments in the chat? Someone said Brooklyn. My job is sending me to Washington, and he thought D.C. And he said, Nah, the state, which is a lot safe in my head. It's a lot safer. But we also seen. Uh, other people who are proud Trump supporters, which some might say that's not a treasonous organization or a treasonous group uh, because they stood behind it. I don't know. It's it's another comment says it's 53 arrests now. Yes. And there's now four deaths. Yes, I did hear that. I thought it was three. I think three. Uh, the lady was shot and killed. The other was three were medical emergencies from what I read. That's what I yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. Right, actually, we got two more hands up. Uh, Zach, yeah. you can pick whose hand you can let down first. Yeah, sure. Uh, I'm going to unmute one in just a second. And the one that I unmute and lower your hand, go ahead. Uh, In the meantime, we did get one other comment that I wanted to read uh, so that we don't miss it on a different uh, platform. It says, I think it is only shocking to those parties that haven't been paying attention to the seemingly deliberate, and if not aggressive, at least polarization that has occurred in specifically American politics over the past two-ish decades. An event like what we saw yesterday was inevitable. What's more, it won't be the end of all this. The government and the government will respond in kind, and it will be something to the effect of further loss of civil liberties for the individual in favor of relative safety for the numerical majority. This person speculates that it will lead to further outlashes from both extremes, both poles, not not necessarily a total war, but that this we've crossed a threshold where there's, quote, only a few outcomes. I'll agree with the sentiment that it was inevitable, like just with the divide that was growing, but I don't want to say that it had to happen 
now and in this way and in this setting, like, I don't want to say that this specific event was inevitable, but I do see what they're saying about the, the divide and everything that has been growing. I'm going to unmute one of the people and lower your hand. Feel free to go ahead and jump in. Oh, hi. So I just want, I wanted to say that maybe I have a perspective that's a little different from everyone else. I wasn't shocked by any of it. I told Brandon earlier, um, he commented on um, a story post that I made on Instagram, because in my sphere of the world, there's a lot of conversation about how this compares to the Black Lives Matter protests. And there's a lot of conversation and a lot of notice to the fact that there is the double standard. However, I guess my perspective, and maybe I am desensitized, which I've already acknowledged, because um, like I said, when I was 11 years old, I read the autobiography of Malcolm X. So I've been angry for a while, and it wasn't until recently that I started to accept it for what it is. And so this came as no shock to me. And more so, I guess I'm a little bit, I don't know, frustrated at times with the constant surprise that there is is a double standard. I mean, I feel as though some some of the people in my spaces, they're kind of talking to the void at this point because everyone knows there's a double standard. Um, when we had the conversations about whether or not Black Lives Matter is a justified movement and they were giving, well, it's like this to this. And if a lot, you know, all those comparisons trying to get their peers or whoever was opposed to it to, you know, see that, I kind of said, you're talking to the void because they know. So I guess with this, my main contribution and my main takeaway is for, you know, in the spaces where we say, okay, there is a comparison and there's a double standard is what, what is it going to take for us as a community, specifically the Black community and any other marginalized group in America to change the tide per se? Is, I hope that perhaps maybe this was a wake up call to our true reality. Because social media is a great tool, but in the end, everyone knows there's a double standard and they don't care that it's a double standard. And so to, to wrap it up, I'm not shocked in, in the slightest, um, not at all. And I think that kind of shocked me a little bit that I wasn't shocked, but it's, it is what it is. It's very unfortunate, but it's not surprising. I, 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 I'm worried, I guess, a little bit to see what will come of this in 2021. Yeah, it's been nuts. And I think I, I again, I agree that I'm not entirely shocked that this happened and we will definitely be getting into the double standards and the hypocrisy and everything associated with it. I I feel like that's all that I've seen in response to this is that everyone is just criticizing the other side of being hypocritical. And no matter what, what side you're talking about, you've got people on the left criticizing the right because now, well, you weren't okay with the Black Lives Matter protest, but now you're going and storming the Capitol. And then you've got people on the right criticizing left because they we're okay, quote unquote, with certain protests or, or riots and not okay with other protests and riots. It's just so much generalizing. And I, I don't know, it's both sides are pointing out the hypocrisy of both sides and both sides are being hypocritical. And so it's important. We'll talk about it for sure. But yeah, thanks for sharing. Uh, we've got one other person with their hand up. And then we had one person who had their hand up, at least was raising their hand physically in the Zoom video. Give me a thumbs up if you meant that you wanted to talk. <laughs> If not, then we'll move. Oh, you did. Okay, got it. I figured maybe you couldn't actually do it. So I'll ask uh, you to unmute now and feel free to jump in. Hi. Thanks you for joining. Me? Yeah, I can yeah, hear you. Yeah, we hear you loud yeah. What's up, DK? Uh, I just wanted to add on to what she said because I kind of feel the same way. It isn't surprising. It's kind of, I don't want to say like, it, it isn't surprising. And it, it was a, it's, it's a battle between the far left and the far right. So it's like either, either, you're an extremist or you're kind of like, you know, have some sense. 
And with the double standard too, it's like, we lived our whole life in this country with the double standard. We were thugs, we were animals, whatever. But we just saw a group of people, you know, far bigger than any Black Lives Matter protests I've seen, especially in DC. And, and, and to add the Black Lives Matter people in DC weren't allowed to do half, let alone even get near a castle building or some steps. But uh, to see like only, like I, I watched my people get shot with rubber bullets. Even even the uh, a white male was in here. I saw your people get shot with rubber bullets too. And it's, it's just crazy that we were outside peacefully protesting on the streets and they went and started anarchy at our Capitol building and it wasn't many arrests, let alone anybody injured anything. It, it, it was, and it was like a Blue Lives Matter thing. And they totally dismantled all the cops, all the police, all the help that was at the Capitol. And I guess Blue Lives Matter doesn't, they don't really matter anymore. I don't know. It's just a lot unfolded. And it was, a. I don't want to say about time, but it was about time. It, it, this was soon to happen. I could see it. I appreciate it. And I think, I think you're right. I think there was such a Blue Lives Matter component that wasn't addressed. How do you have a Blue Lives Matter flag and push aside and fight barehanded the individuals you have a flag for? You can't, you go into a Capitol building, you, you, you praise democracy having a flag that says fuck Biden. You have, you can't say, you know, Black Lives Matter are attacking Blue Lives Matter. Or Blue Lives Matter, what happened to Blue Lives Matter when you guys are attacking Blue Lives Matter? I can't imagine the right would attack the right perspective. I wouldn't imagine um, I wouldn't imagine that people who believe in democracy more than, you know, the most patriotic of people would storm and, and break down and attack the Capitol building, you know, Capitol with an O. I just, I, I had to say that. I'm sorry. We had a comment. Um, it said it's definitely a loud minority acting like children uh, right now because their Lord and Savior lost and they can't accept that. I want to touch on that minority, the loud minority comment really quick. Because that was one thing that I saw someone post on social media that it was frustrating that they kept seeing people on the right claiming that this was Antifa and Black Lives Matter, right? That it was staged, that it wasn't actually Trump supporters, et cetera, et cetera. And I empathize with the frustration because I, I think that I was talking to Red before the show. I'm sure there were a couple just like I'm sure that there were, you know, right wing militia members or people that were probably at the Black Lives Matter protests earlier in the year, stirring up trouble. So I'm sure that there were a couple, but the idea that it was all of them is obviously far-fetched and, and unlikely, right? But that said, I, I think that it's important. Yeah, and someone just commented and said that they walked over from Trump's rally, a lot of them. So, so obviously it wasn't all of them. That said, I do think the idea that everyone, including those on the right that, that that person was frustrated with, aren't willing to claim these offenders, right? Aren't willing to, they're saying that, oh, it can't be us. It can't be us. It must be the extremes of the other side. Um, it shifts the blame elsewhere and it doesn't help, obviously, but at the very least, it shows that they are distancing themselves from the extremists too, right? There's a lot of people that recognize, regardless of what side they're on, that this was extreme and and way beyond the level of response that was justified, if at all. Um, we've had a couple people with their hands up for a little while. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and unmute one of you and go ahead and jump in. On the floor. All right. Uh, first of all, thank you, um, Zach and Brandon, for um, giving us this platform to, to speak and sending out the invite. So thank you so much for that. Uh, I'll be honest, y'all, I got so much to say. I'm not going to hog up the floor. So i am got some notes here and I may raise my hand again if that's uh, okay later on. 
for sure. First thing I want to say is the young lady who was shot and killed, Ashley Babbitt. Thing that kind of frustrates me: loss of life is loss of life. Um, I kind of don't care who the person is. If you lose your life, as far as we know, we only have one life, and that's somebody's mother, that's somebody's daughter, that's someone's father, someone's brother, sister. You know, goes on. So it's it's sad. But what I really get frustrated over is when any black person or person of color that has been killed in recent times, one of the first things that you hear in the media is this person was was a thug. This person uh, has a long criminal history. This person got arrested 12 years ago for assault and battery. We're not hearing Ashley's arrest record. But guess what? When she was killed, she was, and this is going to sound so um, insincere, or it's going to sound not really sensitive, uh, and I'm not trying to be that way. When she oh, was you don't, killed, don't apologize. Don't she, apologize. She, she, I appreciate that. When she was killed, she was in the process of breaking and entering, trespassing on a federal building. So she was in the, in the midst of committing a crime when she was killed. Let's talk about that. You know, let's not just make her sign out this, this wonderful, highly decorated veteran who was just minding her business and, and, and had nothing going on. She was committing a crime in the midst of. What was Trayvon Martin doing when he was murdered? What was Breonna Taylor doing when she was murdered? What was Ahmaud Arbery doing when she was murdered? What was George Floyd doing when he was murdered? Speaking of George Floyd, there was two men, don't know if anyone saw this video, there was two men that that reenacted his murder on the Capitol stairs. Why are we not talking about that? Why is that? Okay, but guess what? In, in, In groups here on Facebook, guess what I'm seeing? Let's not make jokes about Ashley Babbitt. She lost her life. But I see so many jokes about George Floyd. Mm-hmm. George Zimmerman himself is, is making money off of autographing package of Skittles. Mm-hmm. So it is a huge discrepancy on how we handle things in America. And it's very frustrating. Uh, there was a police officer. There's actually another death. I'm not sure if many people heard this. There was another death today. A police officer, Capitol um, police officer, died today as well. So... It's it's very unfortunate. And and the comment and not to take over you guys, whatever, you're right. She did not deserve death. Not at all. But we're saying that now to this white person. We don't say that the black person didn't deserve death. That not too many people say that. We just talk about their history. We talk about what they did in their past. George Floyd was trying to pass its counterfeit $20 bill. We talk about that, not the fact that his his neck was knelt on for eight plus minutes. But we talk about someone don't deserve, and you're right, but no one, no one deserves death if they're not trying to commit bodily harm on a police officer, in my opinion. If I have a gun on a police officer attempting or look like I'm going to shoot, you're darn right I deserve to be shot. And guess what? Police officers, last thing I'll say, police officers are trained not to shoot to injure, but shoot to kill. I used to be a volunteer police officer in the city of Detroit, and we were trained a dead person cannot sue. That's what was told to us during... Police Academy, once again, volunteer police academy. But if they're telling that to us, what do you think they're telling to paid police officers? Thank you guys for allowing this platform once again, and I may raise my hand again later. That was eloquent. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate that. I know we both appreciate that. And definitely put it on the table of saying what needs to be said. You're right. I've seen countless uh, reenactments. I've seen uh, people do the pretend um, Ashley Bland image of her uh, uh, apparent dead body in her um 
in her uh, photo when she was taken to the prison. I've seen, I've seen people reenact the Tamir Rice thing. I've seen shirts about George Floyd. George Floyd had so much rhetoric behind it and all this slander, but now you like say her name, and I'm like, no, nah, I'm all right. I'm kind of, I'm all right because you can't because it's as much as. People may think black people don't like the country or people don't respect the country. Nah, if anything, I would say a lot of black people kind of care about this country more than the average, you know, hoopla say or the average quote unquote patriot. When America has issues that we may find to be a problem, black people voice it and white people laugh. White people aren't laughing now. We're not laughing at the situation. We're like, wow, this is really happening. Like this was not, you know, this is this is not what you attended. You know what I mean? Um, before we get to the next comment. Uh, Zach, did you have anything to add before we get to the chat? Yeah, yeah. So I wanted to actually address some of the chat comments that were in response to this person and kind of build off of that a little bit. I think, so I absolutely agree, like what someone else said earlier, that there's definitely a double standard, right? There's a double standard in in how these protests were handled and these riots were handled in comparison to things like Black Lives Matter riots and things. I think, so the comment that I wanted to address that we got on Zoom, it says, I still don't think she deserved death the same way Brianna, Trayvon, George Floyd didn't deserve death. It's not useful to compare anecdotal examples like this. The comparison is not apples to apples. And I think I agree with that sentiment. I think that while I agree that there's this double standard, I, I think you'd be, it, it's harder to show that it's a double standard based on race than a double standard based on ideologies or belief systems. Because like, if you look at those, the Black Lives Matter protests that ha happened this summer, I'm not trying to downplay it what did happen to black individuals at those protests and riots. But I also saw plenty of footage of white Antifa members or white people with a Black Lives Matter shirt getting their shit kicked in by a cop that was, uh, you know, abusing their power too. It doesn't signify to me that it's on the basis of race. It's more on the basis of values or ideologies or belief systems. I think that that comment made a good point of saying that these anecdotal examples aren't necessarily the best way to compare it. Um, we did get one other comment that said we were told that is not the way to protest. Is this the way? And I, I think that I agree there, right, that, you know, there has been this history of Black people being told how to and to not protest. And I think that's an issue too, right? I think that there are lots of people that should have stood against the the pushback that some of these people have gotten over the, over the years, right? And that that wouldn't have built up to this. There's definitely a lot underpinning the, the sentiment and feelings of the Black community and incidents like that that have happened. So I'm not trying to downplay any of that by any means. But yeah, we before I go off on a tangent, I wanted to give it off to someone else um, so that they could say what needs saying too. And then we'll try and get back to the comments and address some of those too. I will say that I'll apologize in advance. Now that we have a couple more people in the chat, we probably will miss a handful of comments here and there in the Zoom chat. We're not trying to ignore you. And if you really want us to move back to it, please do remind us of it in the chat. All right, go ahead, whoever I just unmuted. Hey guys, what's going on, man? It's Dustin. How's it going, man? Good, man, good. Hey man, um, so I wanted to address the uh, statements made earlier, who I, I mean, I completely concur with the statements that he made. He brought up a lot of good points about how police officers are supposed to respond in situations like this. I think a lot of what we talked about yesterday um, regarding how this was, how the security was prepared for this, whether or not this was gonna be a ploy or whether or not this was going to be, you know, something that was just just happened and they just weren't adequately adequately prepared. Uh, recently, in new news breaks today, there were several Facebook groups, there were several social media groups um, among about twenty one hundred confirmed that were talking about the events that were right. going to happen yesterday. 
Now, my only question, you know, not talking about the protests, not talking about compare and contrast the summer and what happened yesterday, because we can all sit here and talk about that forever. My only question is simply there was more than enough information out there for more security to be enforced yesterday. I mean, think about the simple presence of it. You have a building like the Capitol building full of important representatives, senators, the vice president, important people. And then, you know, just down the street, there's at least 2000 people that are at a rally. They're getting fired up. You know of what people are there, yet you only have 50 people working the perimeter security. It, it doesn't it doesn't surprise me anymore. There are things that are going on and whether or not this was a ploy by whichever side, I strongly don't believe like we talked about yesterday, you know, people were trying to blame this on BLM and things like that. I, I strongly don't believe that. I simply believe that at the end of the day, it was a crowd that was fired up and a crowd that was told, go down there and cause a shit show in the nicest way possible. I completely agree. I mean, you can't. And the thing is, is it's coming from the president. So say, for instance, like I, I remember when President Obama got elected, I went to school the next day and thought I was going to get an A because he got the highest A in the country. So whatever he said during that day or during that inauguration speech, I was like, you know what? Let's go. We're ready. If Donald Trump is able to speak into rural, poor, rich, impoverished white America in order for things that doesn't even benefit those populations, but to have that connection with Trump, tell individuals that vote for him to say, yo, this isn't right. If the president of the United States says that something in the United States isn't right, people who are going to defend him are like, yo, let's fix it. How do we fix it? Hey, God, they're in the Capitol. I'm not saying anything. I'm not saying you need to do anything particular, but they're there now counting. You're going to let them count? And so that was one of the biggest points that had come up across all media, I feel like, is whether or not Trump was directly responsible for this, right? Was he directly responsible? Was he indirectly responsible? Should he be held accountable? You know, people are talking about the 25th Amendment. People are talking about impeachment again. And then the, there are other people that feel the the opposite, right, that he it still had a role to play, but maybe not is is not directly responsible. So I know Ben Shapiro on the more on the right, he said that he wasn't directly responsible, but that he should be held accountable for increasing the temperature. Um, I don't know his exact words, but for you know stirring this up and stirring up the sentiment over the years, but that he isn't necessarily directly responsible for it. So yeah, in the we're gonna go back through. We had a couple comments that were pertaining to what we were talking about before that I want to go back through so we don't miss them. Um, in the meantime, let us know in the comments or raise your hand if you want to speak on it. Uh, what do you think about Trump's culpability in this? Do you think Trump is directly responsible for everything that happened? Do you think that he's indirectly responsible and still had a role to play? Or And what do you think that means as far as prosecuting him once he's out of office, impeachment, the 25th Amendment? What are your thoughts on all of that? Let us know either on the streaming platforms you're listening to us on or on Zoom. We did have some comments. So we had one person say, oh, I'm going to link these ones. So they uh, came back later. They said, I have to disagree to a certain extent. They were commenting when I was um, talking about the difference based on ideology, not on race. Um, they said, you're right. Whites and blacks were attacked by the police during the BLM protests over the summer. However, the commonality that unites the black and whites attacked in that instance was surrounding a matter of race, specifically the treatment of our black population in this country. 
throughout history, protests and social issues relating to African-Americans is met with hostility. Similarly, this happened in the 60s when other civil rights, uh, when the issues are related to race and involve the black population, any protests related are met with impunity and aggression. And, you know, historically speaking, you're, you're not wrong in that this has happened before and the double standard has evidenced itself before too. I don't necessarily know how much of this is indicative of something else underlying it and how much of it is simply ideologies and, and belief systems. But I think my main point with bringing that up is that I feel like I've seen a lot of people limiting it to race. And I feel like it's a very unnuanced way to look at this issue. I think that it's important to look at every possible cause for the discrepancy and, and cause for differential treatment and things like that. And people do deserve equal treatment under the law, regardless of whether it's race or ideological beliefs, et cetera. That said, you know, I think that it's more or less, it's just more important to look at it more than just race. Uh, look at it in a more nuanced fashion, I feel like. No, I was going to say you're complete. I, I think so. And I think with America, it, it stands beyond race. I remember one person I was speaking to online, they were like, how can I be racist if I love watching Family Feud? And I was like, <laughs> uh... no, but the, the, the joke, or at least the ignorance in that comment was that many people will defend the race card by saying, yo, I love black people. Chicken is valid. Maybe they're not, they're not like that, but they're like, they say these things in defense to prove that it's not just race. But if we look at common denominators, it literally shows that, well, I don't know. I guess that's up for an opinion, but the, I, I, I think we spoke on it yesterday. We did, um, we did the one and a half prod, one, one, the one and a half part with Dustin. It may not objectively be about race. Some may say, but I'm just glad the front lines weren't black people. Because we know how much blood would have been on that on that Capitol Hill. It's unsettling to think about. And that's what I, I would say a lot of people was appreciative that a lot of people did not weren't black, at least within the fronts, because I think it would have been very, a very stark next day in my head. Uh, we, if we want to jump into the comments, or unless you're about to anyway. Yeah, sure. Um, so we've had a couple people with their hand up for a little while. So I'll let one of them jump in first sure. and then I'll go up and, and see if there are any that we missed that, that I should go up back for. Go ahead, the, the person on video, <laughs> feel free if you're, let's see, I'll ask on mute, so you should be good to go. You were talking about Trump, and you said uh, you don't you didn't know if he was the problem directly or indirectly, but like Brandon just said, like, if he's the only common denominator, what else do we tip the hat to? You're the only reason these people came to the rally. You're the only reason these people are upset. You're the only reason why this country has seen a division like this since God knows when we haven't seen it in our lifetime. Eighteen twelve. If you're the only, if you're the only common denominator to such evil, bro, you're probably. This is like I'll give you an example, right? Like this is like somebody who's who's all all their friends stop talking to him, and they somehow make all of their friends the problem, and it was never them. That's him. Like he's in the middle of everything falling around him, and somehow he doesn't get the credit for it. No, this is all his fault. So we got a couple comments on this question that I figured I'd jump into and, and go through and read um, just because they kind of run a counter to, to your point. Um, thanks for sharing, okay. by the way. Um, no but problem. so we had, we had one person that said he, uh, responding about Trump, he's a TV guy. He lit the fire and sat back and watched the shit show. At one point, it was reported that he was watching TV and getting a kick out of it. Of course, this is a media report, so who knows if it's totally true. We had one person that said, I feel like there are people who are not being given their fair share of the blame. 
Trump is in the captain's chair. However, every captain has quartermasters, and some of those were sitting in the Capitol. And the fact that we don't point at them and just the big target, which is Trump. Um, then we had one other one, one last one that said Trump is not directly responsible, LOL. I think that's what gets missed here. His supporters have felt uh, marginalized. Whether that's legitimate is not my call. Trump used his charisma and experience and spoke to their deepest fears. Would a morally responsible person be careful of the things they post? Yes, but that's not the case. And we all know that. So I think th those were all kind of general sentiment of maybe Trump has something to do with it, but not necessarily the only person uh, involved or the, the only one directly involved and things like that. Brandon, go ahead. Sorry to cut you off. I see both sides equally. You know, I, I see the um, the lighter hand to say that it's Trump. But in my head, Lindsey Graham only runs his little circle. And maybe, you know, you know what I mean? Like all these, and, and this is where I also, and I say this a lot. I say this all the time, is that I'm not directly afraid of Trump. I can kick his ass. I personally know that if I had to square it with someone that was 70 years old, I think I would fare a good chance. I hope they can't run. Because, listen, if you know, I'm listen, I'll trip over my foot. I'll walk sideways. It would be a bad day. But if Trump alone has 12 other people who are defending that there's something wrong with the count, and each one of those individuals were voted in by thousands of people in those states, and it cannot just be Trump. It would have to be Lindsey Graham. It would have to be Ted Cruz. Pick a person. There's thousands of people behind them. So whether it be the Senate or pick, you know, your, your cabinet participant member, it's a trickle down effect. I guess you can't necessarily attack Lindsey Graham for something the president may enact. Would you like to give the floor to the hands or you want to go to the chats? Uh, let's give it to a hand. We, we just right. did chat. So, um, okay, go ahead. Uh, whenever you want to jump in, just ask someone to unmute that had their hand up. Okay, cool. So I, de I definitely see both sides, like Brandon said. Um, but I do think that, you know, with the First Amendment, there are exceptions to that. And that is, you know, fighting words, the expression of your speech that incites violence. And that's exactly what Donald Trump has done in his presidency over the last four years. And it has, you know, substantially increased um, with the, you know, the progression of the end of his um presidency. And I think that in that respect, he, sh he should certainly be held responsible for that. And on the flip side, the everyone else who's underneath him, that, that trickle-down effect, they should be held responsible for their actions as well and the way that they're positing themselves during this time too. But I do think that, you know, especially with a role as the president, we're not talking about someone who's the manager of McDonald's or, or something. We're talking about the leader of our country. And so there are different standards of expectation that should be placed on a man or a woman who is in that office. And in that respect, I do believe that he holds some responsibility for this. And he should certainly be held responsible with how his words have had an effect on the American people. Thank you so much. I humbly appreciate your response. Zach, I know you have an interesting take on that. Uh, uh, what's your perspective on Trump and the role yeah. that he should be playing as a leader of the country? Yeah. Oh, good. I get now we got 17 people in last time. There were only a handful to yell at me. <laughs> um, no, I so in general, I agree with <laughs> I agree with parts of what you said. I, I disagree slightly. So I agree that obviously there are exceptions to freedom of speech. Um, and I think a better example. So Rudy Giuliani is one person that I think should be held accountable for inciting the violence because he literally said they should be engaging in trial by combat. Um, and so I think that is a much more direct, like, again, it's, it's a gray area, just like everything is. And so 
I, it would have to go to court, obviously. But I think that's a lot clearer inciting of violence than Trump's um, antagonism, more so just because I think Trump's is the long game, right? Trump has been kind of spiking things up and, and increasing the temperature over the past four years, whereas right before this, he his words were, were not not verbatim, but his words were basically that we're going to go over there, walk over to cap the Capitol building and be peaceful and whatever he said, but he did say peaceful. So in the short term, I don't think that he could be held accountable for directly inciting this violence. That said, I agree with you in saying that he's been doing this for a long time. He has been inciting anger and, you know, having tensions rise, run high. So I don't think he's blameless for sure. But what Brandon was talking about um, in a previous episode we did on the presidential debates, I basically gave my take that I don't think that the president of the United States should be looked to as a moral authority. I think that it's a good trait and that if we had candidate A versus candidate B and they were identical, but candidate A was a moral person and candidate B was immoral, then obviously I'd be voting for candidate A, you know, because it is a positive trait. It's something that is beneficial and is useful for a leader too. I think it's dangerous how much of our society relies on looking up to someone like Trump or any politician for that matter, as someone that should be a moral individual. So I agree with you that it's it's definitely a problem that he's been acting immorally and you know, his rhetoric has been so inflammatory over the years, for sure. But yeah, um, I, we got a couple comments from this person in response. I just wanted to read real quick. They said, oh, absolutely not. But there are inherent expectations that are associated with the office, not the individual. And that's fair. You know, that I get that most people do have those higher expectations. I just see the president as another politician. And I don't really hold politicians to very high standards because I don't have very high expectations for them. We got another comment that said, uh, we should clarify that we are talking about Trump's accountability legally, i.e. bringing him to the courts. Um, of course, he is to blame. It is clear that he incited the violence, but he didn't directly say, go F it up. And that's why legally there's not much that can be done. That, and that's, you know, that's true. That's another distinction that is important to make um, that we've talked about in previous episodes too, you know, moral versus legal culpability and, and guilt and, and all of that. Um, I want to turn it over to someone that's had their hand up for a little bit. You should be unmuted. Feel free to jump in. Thank you. Uh, I've been sitting here biting my tongue on so much, but first I <laughs> want to thank you for the opportunity to come on the show. Yeah, no, I appreciate I, you joining. Well, thank you. My perspective on this is a little different. Um, I'll soon be 50. I'm a child that was born in the early 70s. This was just after the civil rights movement had all but ended, but then there were still pockets of racism that were growing up. Resident of Detroit, stayed in Detroit most of my life. A lot of things that have happened over the last, I don't know, over the last couple of months, I'm, I'm pretty sure that everybody has heard about the kidnap attempt on our governor mm -hmm. yeah. from, these, from the same circle of people that incited this riot. The same group of people were standing on our Capitol building with uh, with with firearms, with machine guns and stuff like that. Machine guns, you know, high powered assault rifles. It's remarkable that our um, security department, our police detail managed to get rid of those people without inciting a situation like that. But our nation's capital could not. As far as accountability and responsibility, I wholeheartedly hold President Trump accountable and responsible. Look at the seeds that he's been planting. He planted in, I mean, he just threw gasoline on a fire at the Capitol building. Let's just call it what it is. 
the Black Lives Matter movement that happened a couple of weeks ago, you have thousands upon thousands of people that are in suits that couldn't get within 25 steps of the Capitol building. But we have this riot that's that, well, not this riot, excuse me, this uh, Trump support rally that's going on. I mean, come on now. The security you know, over at the Capitol building was a joke. You've got the vice president of the United States, the speaker of the House and the Senate majority leader. You have all of Congress, all of Congress that, that that's in that building right there. You, you mean to tell me that that's not an event where you should have all security measures in place. Right. Yeah, Trump only has a couple of weeks, you know, in office. But what if something happens and, and he happens, you know, to get killed? Or what if somebody takes a shot at the vice president? You're trying to tell me that security protocols weren't in place? Come on. I mean, it's let's 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 be realistic. He made out of came out directly and said, hey, go rush the building. But he said, go rush the building. He's been ticked off at Mike Pence for the last couple of days because Pence essentially told him, look, I'm your running mate, but I can't do anything to overturn this election. He hadn't spoke to his VP in a couple of days, telling Mike to do the right thing, telling the supporters that they should go over there and not the voters, telling the protesters or Trump rallyers, whatever you want to call them, that they should go to the Capitol building and um, basically lean on the Democrats and the weak Republicans because the strong Republicans, I'm guessing those are pro Donald Trump supporters, they don't need any help. You see people holding up their phones, looking at the videos, and immediately rush to Capitol building. How is he not responsible? I know that this is a country of free speech, but I can't go to a movie theater and yell fire. I mean, let's, let's, let's be realistic. Right is right and wrong is wrong. If this was the other way around and Obama was the cause of a black riot, then I would be the first person to say that he is wrong. But what, what President Trump has been doing over the last like four years, it's ridiculous. And, and if you ask me, and, and I'm going to close with this point, most other countries, when there's some sort of an election, the next day they're out. Our system, I'd have to say it's flawed and dated. We give you what, like 60 to 90 days, what, November, December, January, you get like two months, you know, to sit there in office. And, and this is the result of a bitter person who has lost that still has power. I, I think that it should be changed. There shouldn't be that big long gap from um, election night to inauguration of the next president. You should be out of there next day. Yeah, that's an interesting point. I haven't actually thought about that. I'm sh I'm sure there was some reason historically for why the why the gap, but I don't actually know what it is. So if anyone actually knows why it was set up the way it was, definitely let us know. Um, we got a couple of comments that were responding to you, so I figured we'd read them now. We had someone say, I'm more worried that silencing or removing him causes another riot, and I think that is more likely than letting the weeks go by. And it would lead to a more severe and in stronger numbers riot as 74 million people support him. He says, I think the more successful move is to treat him like a crazy person who approaches you on the streets, just ignore him and move on. Um, and then someone else said in response to, to what you were saying, he said, I think you should examine all of the responsibilities assumed going into this. Look at all the state reps that said they would support his fight. He's a bigger target, which is why it's so easy to mark him as sole blame holder. Have to see the whole picture. Um, and he said he's not discrediting the, the, the blame on Trump at all. Um, I don't think the answer is letting him stay in office a few more weeks. I mean, there was a rush on a Capitol building. What, what, mm -hmm. what else is going to what, what else could possibly happen, even though I know that within the realm of possibility, there are things that can happen. I'm more worried about the Russians, you know, the Chinese, whoever our our potential enemies are. They're watching our government in, in a round of chaos. Now, if any time that anybody wanted to invade the United States, it's now. The Russians have already did it in terms of like breaking into 
you know, our, our secure like government, you know, computer systems and things like that. This this right here is making us right for the picking. I, you know, there was no uh, voluntary peaceful transition of power. So Biden honestly doesn't really know what he needs, no going into the presidency. It almost took an act of Congress for him to leak the information out uh, to the Biden, you know, camp, you know, that he did get. So what he is doing is a threat to our nation, our, our national security, our military, the average citizen that's on the street. So he's treating this as if this is about him. This isn't about him. This is about running his country and united and dealing. Four years ago, when he first got elected, he wasn't my horse in a race. However, I thought that, you know what, well, this is something different. You know what, maybe his frame of thinking in terms of being, you know, a financial guru, you know, being able to negotiate, uh, things like that. I'm thinking like, okay, you know, it, I don't think that it's going to be bad. Then you started talking about the wall and, 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 and all of this other stuff. The one thing that I can say about Trump is that he hasn't made a promise that he hasn't kept. Good, bad, or indifferent. If he tells you that he's going to go try to build a wall, he's going to do everything he can, he does. When he says in a presidential debate, if he loses for everybody to, uh, to stand ready, he did. So now we know what that meant. So ignore him and treat him like a Clinton. No, no, I, I totally disagree with that. I understand the concept, but hell no. He, he's too dangerous. He could do a lot of damage between now and the 20th. You know, and that last, that last portion... The damage that can be done, and I, I said this in a different post. You know, he still has the hand on, the, he still has his finger on the Proud Boys. He says, "Hey, we need you. It's a wrap. I don't care what city it is. There's, there. If you go to any gun, if you are a gun owner this year, you're making millions. If you try to buy bullets, they're three times the price. And I'm, I, I promise you, it's not a black majority getting those guns. And a lot of people who hold those guns tight hold that flag a little bit tighter." And unfortunately, I'm not sure which one it is. Either it's the American flag or the Trump flag. We did have another hand raised, Zach, if you want to let him in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you should be un unmuted now. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, man, I just want to respond to I was I was totally with you, uh, Mr. 313. I think that's your name. Pretty sure that was it. But I was totally with you until you started mentioning things about if anybody wants to invade our country now be a good time. That part of that is incredibly inaccurate. There, if there is one thing that is still stable and that is still strong within our country that hasn't been phased, and I mean, I'll bet my entire year's salary for the next 10 years that hasn't been phased, it's our United States military. Our United States military is ready for any person that thinks they're brave enough to you know, try to invade our nation. Now, there are a lot of conspiracy theories about past things that have happened when you know Pearl Harbor, 9-11, such things like that. But this isn't about that. This is about the simple fact that our military is among the best military in the entire world. And I, I, you know, I can see the comments, you know, they can't control cyber hacking. Yeah, you know, you're right. They can't control cyber hacking. But the point that I'm trying to make is nobody's going to directly and try to invade our country because we're, we're the biggest military. We spend more money on military than any other country in the world than anybody in history we've spent more mil we spent more money in the military so i i don't i don't believe that our national security you know the hacking thing you know that's already yeah it has already happened but the simple fact of the matter is nobody's going to directly try to come in to our country cyber hacking is a whole new crime that's all i wanted to say about that nobody's going to invade america see now and i i hear that and living in new york 
there's a lot more threats than a lot of people. Or I, I previously used to live in New York. You hear a lot more threats than you know that got to Good Morning America or something like that. And to say that, okay, the people who infiltrated uh, the Capitol, they I don't think they were high trained Navy SEALs. I don't think they make hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. I think they're just average Americans who, and now I've been tagged in videos and we're going to post on our Instagram mm-hmm. of cops actively saying, hey, come on, join, uh, let's run into the Capitol. I think if someone had a motive to take down or to 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 you uh, invade the United States in this most vulnerable point, it's got to be the point where even the police officers can't control their own people. In my head, not saying that I have, to have that mentality, but if there was any time to come at the country, it's when its own people are attacking the country. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, I understand that. In response to you know the comments, you know, domestic security, you know, uh, they were saying you know a gas stations more secure than the Capitol building. That's obvious. And to my comments that I made earlier, and to Mister Three Thirteen's point, you know, he's right. You know, the security there yesterday was a joke. And a lot of people in the chat are saying, you know, cyber hacking and this, that, or third. I agree with that. Now, I'm not a tech whiz. I know nothing about computers. Uh, I still have to read the instruction manual whenever I get like a new technological toy. But the simple fact of the matter is that to say that any part of our military would be threatened, you know, to say that uh, any of our like actual integrity of the military would be threatened besides what we already know. I think that is a little bit far-fetched. I think that's a little overly exaggerated. Now, granted, the Capitol building, there's a lot of talk that's going to go into that, uh, you know, about the security setup and about the preparation and about adequate, you know, knowledge that this was going to happen previously. You know, they had a five-day heads up from many, many of internet groups all over the place, and they still didn't do it. That's why I say the security was lax for a reason, and that reason is beyond our knowledge right now. Yeah, well, and I know there was a lot of controversy surrounding the the potential, uh, the possibility that the cops let them in or were being lax on them, right? There was a video going around TikTok that looked like there might have been a cop opening or moving one of the gates out of the way. Um, I know there were also some reports of confusion of who were actually cops, though, and, you know, potentially people wearing police shirts and things of that nature. So obviously right now we have no idea, you know, there's, there's all kinds of allegations on both sides that maybe the cops let them in or allowed them to do things. Now there's, there is some of that for sure, right? There were cops taking pictures with these people. There were, there were cops that were clearly not doing their job. Um, I don't want to say that it was definitely all that right i'm sure that there were lots of that there were cops there that were trying to do their job but that said they were way outnumbered you know they that also falls then on trump and some of the others because the national guard wasn't called in for so long and you know they there's only so much you're going to do as a cop this this plays into the comparison to the black lives matter riots and and protests too there's only so much you're going to do as an authority figure with when you're outnumbered so i think that's important to keep in mind too that the that the reinforcements weren't there. And so some of these things that are being levied, the accusations being levied at the police and the security and things, I I think are somewhat unfounded. That said, I agree with something that someone said earlier in that they should have been armed more. Like, I don't understand, even aside from Trump and aside from the reports that, you know, people were going there and the pictures of people with shirts that said Civil War 2021 and stuff, like all of that. Even, yeah, even aside from all of that, 
you're counting the electoral votes. Why are you not armed to the teeth already? Like, why are you not already protecting this building like there's going to be a terrorist attack, even aside from all of that, right? Even aside from all the red flags and warnings, I, I'm very confused by the the ill-preparedness of, of the Capitol Police and of the security in general. Um, and, and to think that there's a level of, and, and, and I refuse, confidently refuse that America, uh, that was an overlook. On the intel on the side of intelligence that I if anything I would say that's a hundred percent deliberate because you've got me you see what the what the pulse was last year you saw what happened I mean we saw the 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 marches when we said wear a mask you know I mean I to to think that this would not and then the, there was ample warning you know there was ample uh, uh, slews of people saying that they were going to detest the vote. I didn't even know there were shirts saying uh, Civil War 20. That one's still kind of resonating with me. Uh, there's so much in the chat. I'm going to run through the first couple. Mm -hmm. And Zach, I'll let you catch the, the recent ones. Yeah, go for um, it. One that says, I'm interested to see why do you think the actions don't have national security implications? Uh, that was directed to you, Sir Dustin. Um, one of them, it says, it can be debated how responsible Trump is, that he, has, that he may be the uh, commander in chief. Uh, while this is going down, he fell as a leader. And uh, finally responded and gave an ambiguous speech asking for peace and expressing his love for these same criminals. And criminals, in my head, is the correct word in this situation. Um, one, another one says, I get that you think that he could do harm in two weeks, but it's the damage he could do versus uh, the matronom it puts out there. Um, cyber, ha cyber hacking's already happened. That's true. And Trump was not there to address that. Yeah, I think he has yet to address the breach that I think was like all the major treasuries in the country. I wasn't sure about that. And he said the supporters could strengthen if you shut him down, which many people are fearing that you take away his voice. Now they feel like you're muzzling uh, their leader. And if, <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to see how they would react. I don't even know what that they is. That's still part of that silent majority uh, that we spoke on previous episodes. Um, they said, it's not about an army invasion. I was referring to cyber attacks. I'll let you jump into some of the newer ones that we've gotten since the sure. beginning of the hour. Yeah, sure. So this actually this will probably lead to me Googling in a second because I haven't seen it since we've been on here. Uh, Trump breaking... released. Yeah, breaking news. So the well, so we had one other one that I'll read before we get to that. So we don't miss it. Capitol Police chief just announced resignation, um, at least as far as they were informed. It's also a think about it situation. If you see the hundred of people just going around you, what is the point of stopping the 20 people in front of you? You fall back and put a perimeter from a better vantage point. Yeah, so talking about the, the level of security and preparedness, you know, th there were definitely a lot of factors playing into that. So we got breaking news. Trump released a videotaped address saying that new administration will be sworn in on January 20th. And so, yeah, so people are saying that he's conceded. Um, I'll have to find the, the link because I haven't seen it myself yet. But yeah, I mean, he did, I know he had said after the incident at some point that there would be a transition on, an, an, what did he say, an orderly transition on January 20th, something like that. Like it was still kind of vague and, and not extremely clear that he was conceding. So I'll have to, I'll take your word for it for now that he has conceded, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was something a little more vague and and not as as clear cut but that's good i mean that's frankly i think that's the best thing that he could have done right now is to just kind of call off the the charade call off the 
the allegations about voter fraud and things. And I'm sure that that said, I'm sure he isn't. I'm sure he's still going to rail about voter fraud, and I'm sure that he's still going to keep this stuff going. Um, but at the very least, hopefully this limits the amount of hate and anger and violence that that happens going forward between now and the 20th. But yeah, what do you all think about it? Now that you know we've seen this happening, for those of you who have seen the video, feel free to share some details or your thoughts. Um, for those of you who haven't, how do you feel hearing the news? Um, this may get worse going forward. It may also get better. We, you know, time will tell. Um, but yeah, let us know what you think. Let us know in the comments on the streaming platforms or on Zoom. And if you're in the Zoom chat, feel free to raise your hand and we'll let you jump into the conversation. So unmuting someone now to go ahead and jump in. I just want to, first of all, say that him conceding, uh, too little, too late. But on the other hand, I can I can also understand where he was coming from in terms of his dispute. I am by no means a Trump supporter. I'm a common sense supporter. We've got a population of roughly 355 million people. The amount of votes between, you know, he and Biden, uh, I think it was like 81 million to like 74 million. That roughly means that almost every eligible citizen in the United States who voted would have had to vote it in order for those numbers to be valid. And and I'm a realist. I, I do understand that some people didn't vote. You know, some people passed away. I, I understand that. And so from that perspective, from a pure numbers point, I can understand why he was upset. I, I really can. The degree that he took his uh, disappointment or objection or whatever it is that you want to call it, that was totally uncalled for. It was totally uncalled for. That's why every time he went to go try to appeal something, you know, the courts were just shutting it down. He alienated way too many people in order for anybody to want him to be in office. But we also can go back to the last election where he beat Hillary Clinton. Everybody remembers that was like similar controversy about the votings, the absentee ballots, the late votes being counted, you know, things of that nature. So you benefited on the one hand and you didn't benefit on the other. So you can't be upset when you won the game if you lost the game the same way. Yeah, no, thanks for sharing. I, I agree that it, you know, it, he could have done a lot more for sure. Um, I definitely think that, you know, when we're talking about him conceding, I, again, I don't think he's going to drop the voter fraud allegations. I see what you're saying though, right? It's stuff is, I'll preface this by saying that, yeah, clearly there has been no substantial evidence proving that voter fraud impacted the result of the election, you know, and that Trump should have actually won. So, so, there isn't evidence of that. That said, there's enough anecdotal evidence of incidents in places like Georgia and Pennsylvania and things that I understand why people's faith in the system has been shaken um, and why people are hesitant to, to trust the electoral process. This also hasn't started with Trump. This also didn't start with Trump. This has been going on both, again, both sides have been stirring up distrust in the electoral process and system for a long time right on the on the right it's voter fraud on the left it's voter suppression on the right it's you know things like absentee balloting and mail-in voting has high propensity for fraud and on the left it's people are being are unable to actually get out and vote and so either way the election and the electoral system is is hurting people and it's it's lessening faith in the system, I would think, for, on both sides. And so Trump, again, Trump has exacerbated a lot of this and sped up the process and turned up the pressure and turned up the temperature. Um, 
But I think that it's also important to look at what is causing all of this anger, what's causing the, the sentiment underlying the, the riot that happened yesterday. I mean, look, the same thing with the Black Lives Matter riots that were happening. We should simultaneously be prosecuting the rioters and looters and criminals and looking at, well, what kind of police reform actions can we take? What kind of laws can we put in place so that this sort of sentiment is alleviated, at least on some level? Right. So that we're actually addressing the problems instead of just shoving it into shoving it in the drawer and forgetting about it until later, until it boils up into a civil war. Right. Same thing with this. There's a lot of distrust in the system. Right. These the the people that stormed the Capitol are a small subset of far right extremists and and maybe far left extremists if there are Antifa and Black Lives Matter people, you know, sporadically in there. But it's far it's extremists that don't make up the population that said 40 some like 40% of the country doesn't think the election was fair. They think it was rigged or that it was stolen or that it was, you know, not free and fair. So when 40% of your country thinks that it doesn't matter if that 40% is right or wrong, it means that something needs to be done to alleviate that concern, right? Congress should have been on this from day one. I think when Trump started talking about these things, Trump should have, or Congress rather, should have been, we see your concerns. We know that there have been instances in the past of anecdotal cases of fraud or, or irregularities. So we're going to put some effort into coming to a compromise and, and increasing security surrounding the election, right? There's something along those lines. And the, the concern would have been alleviated a little bit. Now, I'm not trying to shift the blame from Trump to Congress, but you know, you still have a job to do. And if 40% of the country doesn't believe in the institutions, then you're not doing your job right. And even if Trump didn't exacerbate it, that number would have still been fairly substantial and still would have been a problem for sure. And I, I think you're hundred percent right. I definitely would say that I would, before when you saw different, uh, different protestings uh, happen throughout the summer, uh, many people would say that I like a lot of people couldn't empathize. Like, I don't get it. I don't understand. The reform is just people on the left just trying to say things to say them. They don't have any bearings. Who's their leader? But now with this happening, they're like, oh, maybe, maybe they're right. Because no one would ever imagine that someone on the same side of the aisle would attack them. No one would expect the extremists of that same side would stop something as equally patriotic that they both would view it as such. Mm -hmm. um, we definitely have some of the comments in the chat we want to trying to get through before we uh, let that next hand in. I said, I have a question for everyone. Take away the events of January 6th. Do we acknowledge any of his accomplishments that he did in fact do? He did provide some number of significant events like Mr. 313 pointed out. Do the events of yesterday take away his legacy? No, everything he's done throughout his presidency takes away his legacy. From him, listen, I have no, I'm going to be very frank here. I think any, no, what do I say what needs to say? No. I don't understand how any woman would vote for Trump objectively. I if someone says a a, a misogynistic comment, a sexually oriented uh, sexually oriented uh, level of abuse comment, like grab from that on, from that statement on, you could pick one from calling people coyotes to calling uh, Mexicans uh, rapists and, and and thieves and criminals that come over. Like it's. Everything he's done takes away everything he's done. You can put numbers to anything, but I think when it comes to America and what your legacy, your legacy is not rested in numbers. Your legacy is rested in what you did during your presidency. 
Nixon did a did a did a lot. I'm sure a lot of people remember Watergate. I forgot which oh what it was. Um, oh Nixon's um impeachment was more is uh more of his legacy. You look at Bill Clinton. Bill Bill Clinton. A lot of people called him the first black president before we thought Obama would arrive. I'm pretty sure Monica Lewinsky is very close to his name. Obama, for some reason, is the tan suit and him being black. So I think there's a lot more that Trump objectively has done more than almost any other president that can be uh, almost uh, canceled out. One of the, I guess we're going through the comments. This is a friend whose job is in video production, saw the full video and said it looks patchy and very edited. I'm not sure if they're talking about um, some of the police letting people in. I'm not sure what video. concession video. Oh, okay, sure. Someone says, uh, so another person says, I don't think it takes away from whatever good things he did for those who can uh, rationally think. Of course, history will remember him as the best president, but he was a populist who had good promise for the country. That's true. He did promise a wall, um, a lot of which he kept and lots of which he couldn't. I'm not a Trump supporter and I can still see what good he has done. Someone said, I agree. And thank you for having me on. It's been a pleasure, of course. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. So, so the problem is that Trumpisms have become a cult and the people have uh, people behave like cult members. The events from yesterday are what happened from extreme ideological views, which you can see in a cult. And Trump behaves like a cult leader. Um, the rallies on his church and he is giving his sermon. People cry over him. People literally think he's a savior. It is these cult like beliefs that have led to yesterday's events. I don't I don't I don't want to put it in the word cult. Yeah. I don't want to, because I know so many people that believe in what he's saying. You can't have, can you have a, a half of a country that's a cult? I don't, I don't, I wouldn't see so. Well, and not just that, but it's also not new with, oh, it's not new with Trump, right? People worshipped Obama. People would have went to the grave for him. People would have went to jail for him. People worshipped the ground he walked upon. Like, I'm not saying that, that, that that's, you know, good or bad reflective of Obama, but people have, there was a Gallup um, survey, you know, asking people, the the person that they look up to most i think it was at the man they look up to most i don't remember but it was either man or person um and trump won it this year right trump won he got 18 percent of people of respondents he was the one that got the most and for the past several several years a president or a former president has won and so i i don't think that's new i think that this worship of politicians this this idea that they should be held up as as a, a hero that a cult leader or whatever you want to call it, right? I think that that's, that's not new to Trump either. Right? You know, I, I think that a lot of that was present before. And again, he amplified it, but you know, I, I, I find it hard to believe that it's, it's novel or unique to Trump in any way. Um, we had a couple people that had to hop out. We had one guy that said he had to get ready for his own show and thanks for having me on. Uh, yeah, no, thank you for joining. Uh, we we're glad to glad to have you on for sure. Um, we did get a couple other comments. I'm not sure where you left off. I'll I'll read a couple of the most recent ones and then we'll we'll move on a little so we can cover some other stuff just um, to move forward. So we had um, one person that was talking about pardons. He said Rudy was already pardoned by Trump, right? Did he actually give the pardon or was he just considering it? I don't know. Uh, I'm not actually sure, but we can look into it. Um, then someone said, nothing that man has done has been good for the country because he brought out the dying hate that people have been trying to snuff out for decades. I, I disagree. I think policy-wise, he has done a lot of good things for the country. Now, I get that he's in rhetoric 
he has done a, a lot of horrendous things. And morally speaking, I think he's reprehensible and he's awful. Right. But that said, I think that objectively speaking, looking at policies, you know, you can I know people always point to the economy. And so, sure, I'll, I'll point to that one first. But like clearly the economy was doing very well and he was able to help in ways that people thought he wasn't able to. You know, he did bring back lots of manufacturing jobs that Obama said he was going to have to wave a magic wand to bring back. Aside from politics, too, he is also kind of shed light on the on the underlying culture war that has, you know, kind of been a, a thing for, for years in this country, right? People disagree a lot on a lot of societal and cultural issues, too, not just legality and, and things like that. But but I think that he definitely I don't know, I think it's a stretch to say he hasn't done anything. Um one person responded, said there wasn't a policy related to that, though, the economy. Those were Obama trends that kept going and more related to the legislative branch. I'll agree in the sense that the legislative branch does serve more of a role than the, than the president. You know, people too often um, attribute all benefit and hurt to the current president instead of other people that are responsible. But that said, I mean, there were policies that he advocated for that did lead to the continuation of that trend, right? Whether it's regulation cuts or, you know, tax cuts and things like that, that did help spur the economy a little bit. I'm no expert. I'm no economist, so I don't want to pretend to be, <laughs> but we'll try to bring, bring it back to yesterday a little bit um, since we were kind of getting sidetracked a little bit. Um, so we, we've talked a lot about the actual event and what has happened. Um, let's move a little bit to the reaction. So what, before we close, what do you all think about the reaction by social media to the the incidents that happened, right? Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, uh, YouTube, I think that was it, all banned uh, Trump on some level, some permanently, some temporarily, etc. Um, let us know in the comments or on the Zoom chat what you think about this and if you think it was right, wrong, indifferent, etc., Someone said the president has a special Twitter account, so if it is until he's out of office, it is forever. We're definitely on the uh, latter end of the pot. I just want you guys to not only experience or at least take in what's happening now, but I want to hear your final thoughts of what are we expecting for the future. Um, we've seen worst case scenario happening for an entire year, and we're not even uh, talking about COVID. Worst case scenario and what just happened today, what does this leave? What does this leave in your brain? What is the lasting images and what are your... Uh, perspectives for what's coming later i'll let the hand that just went down speak yeah man um so i i would just say this for the reaction of social media the reaction on social media i think social media companies uh, like somebody's pointed out you know they are private companies uh they have to do what's best for them and i don't think they wanted any negative attention turning their way just in case you know trump decided to continue to make less than apologetic statements or anything like that going forward um, I think that it's really important for them to uh, just kind of blockade that. You know, I think we've seen enough of those posts coming out on social media. So I, I give a great praise to the uh, social media companies. Now, banning him indefinitely, I don't really know. I mean, you know, what real harm can happen when he's out of office? That's another big question leading into your question about, you know, final thoughts and what we're going to see in the future. Um, I think it'll be really interesting to see, um, you know, how Trump, you know, he says he's going to pass over power peacefully. Uh, you know, it'll be an orderly transition is uh, exactly how he phrased it. 
I think what's important for us to realize is that even when Trump gets out, he's still a very rich and uh, right. wealthy person. You know, he's he's still a very rich and wealthy man in America. And one thing that we do know about rich and wealthy people in America is that they do still have influence. They do still have power. Um, that's just the corruption in our society. But I think looking ahead, these next 13 days until the 20th and maybe even a week after that are going to be very tense moments. They're going to be uh, very anxious moments. But I think the, the main thing, the important thing that we need to realize is that those people yesterday that rushed Capitol Hill, they're, they're not, they, they don't speak for everybody. You know, they don't speak for everybody that has a problem with the current way that the government's being run. You know, if we wanted to really list out and sit here and list out everything going wrong in our government, we would be here for weeks on this very call. But I think looking forward, um, you know, we just all need to regain ourselves. Uh, like I said, you know, it's, it's 2021. We just came off of a really chaotic, never-ending year, what seemed like uh, it's going forever. And this needs to be a year for us to take a step in the right direction and regain our footing, not only as a country, but as a species of human. You know, because this, this pandemic rocked our world. And now we're starting off the year with this. Let's not let this dictate the pace for the rest of the year. To kind of feed off of what he was saying there, what Dustin was saying, um, yeah, Facebook, Twitter, um, I mean, I, Facebook and Instagram are one and the same. They're, they're both, Instagram's owned by Facebook, so that doesn't mess into a point. Right. All, um, they're all private institutions. Institutions They have the right to, I guess, in a way, govern as they see fit, as they see fit their own private companies, institutions, what have you. You know, when we use them, we do agree to a specific terms of service. So, you know, I know it's kind of ironic that uh, I think it was uh, like last week, I think we were talking about or a few weeks ago, we were talking about censorship. Mm -hmm. And yeah. um, I was kind of curious going into this, Zach, like, like, what do you think about this? Do you feel that this is uh, wrongful censorship of Donald Trump to be banned from Facebook, Instagram, and I would imagine at some point Twitter as well? Before um, I continue with my statement, I'm just kind of curious. I want to yeah. pose that question with you real quick. I guess it depends on if you're talking about legally or in principle. Legally speaking, yeah, I agree with the commenter who said that they're private companies. They can kind of do whatever they want, um, and it goes against their policies. And if it goes against their policies, they have the right mm -hmm. to remove it. Even if it doesn't go against their policies, there's usually some kind of safety net built into the terms of services sure. that they could remove whatever the hell they want. So as far as legally speaking, I think they're completely within their rights to do it. Yeah. Um, morally or principally, I, I disagree with Absolutely. it in principle, just because I think like the premise of the show. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. So in principle, I disagree with it. But yeah, go ahead and continue with your point. Sure. My thing is, though, uh, I, I feel like this comes too a little too late. Because for, for the last four years, a lot of people, well, I can't, I can't really say if it was a lot or little, whatever, people in general. Uh, had been wondering why they had allowed Trump to have this much freedom. I mean, to be fair, uh, he is he is the president of the United States. As much as a lot of people don't like it, uh, I myself don't like that. But <laughs> to be fair, though, he still, at the end of the day, deserves to have his voice heard, whether we like it or not. And my I myself was kind of glad that he got banned off these social media platforms, but at the same time the more that he opens his mouth, it's the more ammo that people have to use against him. <laughs> it's kind of like when you get arrested, you know, they tell you, you have the right to remain silent. Anything you say or do can be used against you. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. They don't tell you that not, that you're not allowed to talk. Um, 
So in essence, if, if, if Trump's going to make a fool of himself, he's going to find any avenue he can to do that. I mean, he, he used his, uh, I believe it was his social media manager, I think, to put out a statement throughout the middle of the night. I was still up for that. I'm a, I'm a late night guy, so I'm up like three, four o'clock in the morning, saying that he's going to guarantee a peaceful transition to power, which <laughs> I, that remains to be seen. But um, there's, there's going to be a way, whether it's him directly saying it, his supporters directly saying it, there's, there's going to be avenues for him. So to silence him does not mean that you're silencing the voices of the millions that still support him. I think it might, I think it might amplify those voices even more by doing that. However, um, to also feed off of what Dustin said, with what happened yesterday, um, I could say so many things. I've said a lot of things already. Um, you know, uh, it was a very dark day in our American history, in our American democracy. Um, we witnessed something that we have only read about in history books that's happened 200 years ago, not more. Uh, I think the last time that happened was when the Capitol building got, caught on, uh, got burned down. It was the last time that that had ever happened. And, um, you know, it's, it's kind of crazy. The, the very people that did what they did yesterday were the same ones that were giving groups like Black Lives Matter a ton of crap for this exact same thing. So I find that to be very, very ironic. Now is writing, I don't, I don't like writing. I don't care who does it. I don't think it's right to do, but I will say this, that at the end of the day, I see a lot of people comparing and, and saying what aboutism and things like that. Well, what about the Black Lives Matter group? They, they looted. Yeah, but you know, they're all, they've also been fighting for 400 years to have their voices heard and, and be treated fairly. Group. And equally, right, and, and they didn't go storm the Capitol building. They didn't go break through the window or take vivacious selfies while sitting at the desk of Nancy Pelosi. They didn't walk the House of Representatives floor and sit in the chair, the dais, and make a mockery of our American democracy. You know, I, once again, I'm not for rioting, but at the end of the day, uh, you know, these people didn't go and attack attack a Target or a Walmart, they attack the very symbol of our American democracy. And that is just appalling. So last person, uh, go ahead and share, share your thoughts. Like he said, yes, we all sign. We all agree or sign when we click. I agree. There was a case a while ago, a girl committed suicide because she's being bullied online. So they took it to court. And unfortunately, I still think it was sort of Oh, it's it's iffy on that sex, but pretty much little girl ended up spending, you know, she got in trouble because she posted, you know, she was saying stuff about go kill yourself. So in the sense of him posting either the little light threats, the little things that push that sort of act, you know, he's like, he's like um, trying to agitate and push for violence without really trying to do it. It's enough for someone on the Facebook and everything to be like, okay, this is too much. You're spreading too much hate we can take you down. So it is within the rights to do that because it's within all the agreements when you read it. So that's why whenever you see people, if, like I have a, someone on here, here, I cursed him out once. It's, we're friends, but Facebook, we like, you can get, you know, banned for bullying. This might be bullying, but it's not because it's just us joking. So even I, you know, had to be um, censored by cursing someone out. So him as a, someone of a, you know, he's, he's more broad, he's more out there. Everyone, a lot of people see him. 
they're really going to censor him. So if he's out there spreading the wrong side of things in the sense of how he's doing it, in the sense of trying to ask for violence or whatnot, he's going to get his stuff taken. So that's that sort of makes sense why they would ban him for a while until at least he's out. He's done being the president because he's making an ass of himself. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. So we. What's that? I say, if you want to, uh, even your point, what either the social media concept, uh, pers- uh, subject, or just where do you see this entailing in the future? So I don't know. I think in general, look, in general, I I echo a lot of the thoughts that have been said right earlier. I think that the security was abysmal. I think that we should have been more prepared for this kind of event. I think Trump has some role to play in all of this, but I don't necessarily think he's directly responsible. Going forward, I think that for one, it shows me that we need to have, we have a very hard uphill battle ahead of us to instill values of personal responsibility in people. Um, Because I mean, so that's the perspective I'm coming at this from is that's why I don't hold Trump entirely responsible for all this is because I think personal responsibility at the end of the day is a lot a large part of this. So I don't know, I think we need to reinstill personal responsibility, something needs to be done to lessen the divide uh, between the two sides. I don't know what that is. I think that, frankly, it's not going to happen. Someone said it earlier in the chat, um, in the comments, and I think we missed it. I don't think anything is going to happen until both sides own up to their own and recognize where they're screwing up instead of just slew, uh, slinging around whataboutism and, and claims of hypocrisy and everything. Like, I think that if we're going to talk about Trump inciting violence, I, I think we need to have a serious conversation about various Democrats that have incited violence and talked about, talked about, you know, various riots and talked about unrest in the streets and talked about saying that, you know, people aren't welcome in, in diners and aren't welcome places and that you should argue with them and get in their face. And so I think that politicians on both sides are have a long track record of instilling distrust for the other side and, and pointing out different flaws of the other side that they themselves are engaging in simultaneously. And so while I acknowledge that Trump in this case has more role to play than the Democrats in, in this instance, I think that it's, it's a flawed perception to place it all on Trump's shoulders and and go forward with that mentality. Because with that mentality, once Trump's out of office, this goes away. And that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. Even if Trump, you know, was put in jail, that's not going to happen. It's not going away. These sentiments aren't going away. These feelings aren't going away. And so I think that it's, you know, it's, it's clear to me that we have lots of problems to solve. But I think that everyone is trying to solve it in a very unnuanced and and sometimes more harmful than beneficial way. I don't know. What about you, Brandon? Any closing thoughts? Man, it's just disappointing. It's disappointing and it's a shock. And people are like, they're not shocked. No, I did not think Republicans would turn on Republicans. I did not think that no, I, I thought people were gonna act. I didn't know it was gonna be that fast. Um, I I fear for the conversations I'm gonna have to endure in my little circles. I mean, I, I, I don't want to have them. I know they're gonna be very one-sided and empathetic. I hate the empathy that I'm seeing. There was no empathy. I mean, unless it was from the left. I saw no right empathy for any of the killings that happened last year. 
I saw very little empathy for the person that died in the Kenosha uh, riot. Um, I think he, and he he had uh, that kid had no charges pressed on him. I just don't I don't want to see what's gonna happen because the, all that video did, all of what yesterday did was uh, was do what Trump did when he was running: excite people, gear up people, warn uh, warn people up to an idea to a perspective they haven't seen yet. No one in this generation has ever seen something of this level of 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 magnitude. No one has ever seen this level of treason. And the people at home who weren't able to be there, the people at home were at work, the little Facebook groups or uh, uh, Zoom groups or WhatsApp groups that are planning on going to their capital, I'm not prepared and I'm not excited to see what this brings. Whether it be one month, three months, five months, this was an unfortunate start to 2021. And I know that's such a pessimistic view, but I've saw, I saw, saw it last year. So I, that's, that's my take. Yeah. It's not a great, someone said it earlier, it's not a great way to, to start the year, for sure. Oh. But, yeah, I mean, that said, it is it is how we're starting the year, so buckle up. 2021, here we go. January 1st, 2020, prestige level one. But, all right, so I think that, yeah, we we definitely have to cover stuff like this again. We'll try and, you know keep covering um, the happenings once we go into season two. Thank you all for, for joining us for this episode. It was immensely like happy with how many people I saw in the chat today. Uh, so we had so many people in the, in the zoom chat and joining us. We had a couple people joining on YouTube and Twitch. Um, and so I'm excited. I'm excited for where we, where we're going next. Um, yeah. Season two of say what needs saying is coming. I can't wait. Thank you guys once again. You can follow us on Facebook at Say What Needs Saying, on Instagram at Say What Needs Saying. A lot of the clips will be posted there. Follow us on Twitter at Say What Needs. All the updates will be there. Uh, don't be afraid to check us check us out in season two. Um, remember, all conversations are open and open format. If you have any ideas, anything that you think people are afraid of talking about, hit any of us up in any of our social medias. We will 100% get to you. We are excited for this year. Thanks for listening. If you liked this episode, please remember to like, subscribe, and leave us a five-star rating. Also, you can follow us on Twitter at Say What Needs and on Instagram and Facebook at Say What Needs Saying for live updates and sound bites from our actual podcast. Don't forget to continue the discussion. Thank you for listening. Thanks. <laughs>